episode 14, Agnes the Frog Costume. I'm Merle Riedel, and you're listening to an October 25th, 2006 podcast from the Kansas State Historical Society. Each quarter, curators select six artifacts for the Cool Things section of our website, kshs.org. This podcast takes a closer look at these artifacts and finds out the story behind the story. This week, a team from the Kansas Museum of History podcasts on location from the Haskell Baker wetlands outside Lawrence, Kansas. The team will attempt to catch a rare glimpse of Agnes, a frog that actually ran for Douglas County Commissioner in 1986. The team will also interview their first guest, John Simmons, collections manager at the University of Kansas Natural History Museum and would-be kingmaker of Agnes the Frog. The best thing to do, of course, is sit on the benches and let things calm down and see the wetlands that way. Just a stroll through, you're not going to see anything. But if you sit, you see all kinds of stuff. Like what? Like what kinds of stuff? Like, are you talking wildlife, wildlife like raccoons yeah. out strolling around? Oh, yeah. Everything. Uh, good morning, John. Uh, my name is Merle Riedel, and I'm here with uh, Nikayla Zimmerman, Assistant Registrar at the Kansas State Historical Society. And we're talking to John Simmons, who is the Collection Manager of the Herpetology Division at KU's Natural History Museum and the Director of KU's Museum Studies Program. And uh, he is also a former uh, member of, a, uh, of CETA, Committee to Elect a True Amphibian. Uh, good morning, John. Good morning. Thanks for coming out here today. Well, thank you. you, you you're part of a special event here because this is the first time that the uh, podcast has gone on location. And had a guest. Yeah, and a guest. Oh, yeah. great. Well, I'm, I'm happy to, uh, to be uh, the guinea pig. So, <laughs> so I hope everybody can maybe hear a little bit of the noise. of We're uh, podcasting from uh, the Baker Wetlands um, because we're talking about Agnes the Frog, which was connected to the Baker Wetlands. Um, so, John... Um, Agnes the Frog was a costume character created in reaction to the proposed construction of the South Lawrence Traffic Way. Uh, what was the South Lawrence Traffic Way? The South Lawrence Traffic Way was a bypass that was to be built around the south side of the city of Lawrence. And uh, what brought Agnes out of the swamp on this issue was that uh, it was going to run a four to six lane highway right through the heart of the Baker Wetlands where Agnes uh, lived. And the original proposal for the bypass, which goes back to the 50s and 60s this was talked about, was to run the bypass south of the Wakarusa River, which would avoid the wetlands. But the version that came up in 1985-86 ran it right through the wetlands and that's where the controversy started. So the, the traffic way had been in development. It was part of the whole highway development system of the 1950s. It just never... It had been discussed. Managed. for The idea with the bypass is basically link US 59 with Kansas Highway 10 and, and go around the city of Lawrence. And so that had been discussed off and on as a future project. But it had always been, if you look, go back and look at the KDOT documents, it had always gone south of the Wakarusa up until the one that was put out before the voters and um, well it wasn't even put out before the voters the, the county commission was going to ram through a bond issue to build it in 1986 which is what spurred Agnes the Frog to leave the pond and uh, enter a life of politics. <laughs> Just to be clear Agnes the Frog is a costume worn by some. it's not actually uh, a living um, Agnes frog. was a was a northern crawfish frog Rana Arilata circulosa who lived in the Baker wetlands who volunteered <laughs> Sorry, to, what was she? Uh, Rana Arilata circulosa northern crawfish frog at the time Agnes was a member of a state 
state-listed threatened species. And uh, since then, that species has recovered quite a bit in Kansas and is no longer listed. But she was willing to come out of the pond and run for a public office uh, to defend her wetlands home. She's brave. She's like the last of her kind. <laughs> and John, uh, yeah. he had a special relationship with Agnes. How did you get involved with her? Well, I was the treasurer for the Committee to Elect a True Amphibian, and uh, I was asked to serve as spokeshuman because I was one of the few committee members who spoke frog. When <laughs> Agnes was interviewed, most of her replies sounded a lot like ribbit ribbit, and so I would <laughs> interpret uh, when Agnes spoke uh, on Agnes's public appearances. Sure, spokeshuman then. Spokeshuman. I like it. Okay, and um, what, what again was the spe what species was Agnes? Uh, Northern crawfish frog, Rana areolata circulosa. Okay, and this species is it uh, typically man-sized and prone to wearing a styrofoam uh, campaign hat? Well, you know, Agnes was actually the same size as other frogs. The reason she appeared so large was the impact she had on conservation and politics in Douglas County. Uh, she appeared larger than life, uh. and. Um, she wore the star nice. no, she <laughs> wore done. she wore the styrofoam campaign hat only during public appearances to keep the sun off. And if you ever saw Agnes <laughs> out here in the wetlands, she was never wearing the hat. That yeah. was a concession that of one of many that Agnes had to make to run for public office. She didn't have a problem there with the styrofoam and you know environmental. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you've ever tried to find a hat that fit a frog, you would understand why Agnes had to wear styrofoam. It was not her first choice, of oh, course, because that's course. not an environmental sound hat. I will point out though, Agnes was careful not to let her hat go into a trash dump and become a, an environmental That's pollutant. True. It That's is true. now yeah. it is now safely tucked away in the um, in the collection of the Kansas yes. State Historical Society. That's right, and she got to wear it in her picture the other she day. Did. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so as Merle mentioned, we are standing in the Haskell Baker wetlands or on a boardwalk in the Haskell Baker wetlands. Um, where are they and why are they so important? Okay, what's, what's now referred to as the Haskell-Baker wetlands is about 640 acres, roughly between Haskell and Louisiana streets and between 31st Street and the Wakarusa River on the south side of Lawrence. And this is an area that was originally part of the floodplain of the Wakarusa River. The original wetlands area took up 17,800 acres, so the part that's left is less than 4% of the original. Wow. And uh, this has been... Um, all, almost all of this land had been drained at one point, much of it had been farmed, and this, this part has been restored, and there are some patches out here that have never been farmed, and so you have your original stands of prairie grasses and prairie wetland vegetation. In 1986, Agnes entered politics. Um, who was Agnes running against, and what was her platform? Well, you know, Agnes wasn't running against anyone. She was running for protection of the wetlands. Okay. And that was her big theme. Uh, she actually was a ride-in candidate for a seat then occupied by a Democrat named Nancy Hebert. And the reason, uh, this is for the uh, county commission, Douglas County Commission, and the reason that she ran was because the county commission and several pro-development big business organizations tried to run this bond issue through uh, past the voters without following due process and in violation of Kansas Open Meetings Act. And so since there was no recourse for addressing the issues, discussing where the bypass would go, that Agnes felt the only way to draw attention to the issue was to actually make the sacrifice to run for office. As a write-in candidate, she did get 27.5% of the vote. That's pretty and good. if you follow politics, that's an astounding amount for a write-in candidate. Uh, I did check, it is also the highest vote count ever received by a frog or any <laughs> other amphibian in the state of Kansas and probably in the United States. So. Wow. 
Uh, real quick, what is what is CETA? CETA uh, is the Committee to Elect a True Amphibian, and this was the support group formed to help Agnes seek public office. Okay. So at the time, Agnes was successful in um, preventing the construction of the traffic way by bringing attention to the environmental issues. But the construction of the traffic way continues to be discussed today. Will the time come when Agnes has to fire up her political machine again? <coughs> and will you be wanting the costume back? <laughs> well, uh, you know. The, the truth is, Agnes has retired permanently from politics, which is why her costume now is in the State Historical Society. There have been a lot of requests for Agnes to come back and make, make other appearances, but Agnes was a one-issue candidate, and her issue was the wetlands. She entered politics for altruistic re reasons, so no, she will not ever be making a comeback. The discussion of the traffic way, as you say, is ongoing, but it has shifted to uh, other critical issues, uh, such as the potential for environmental damage and the presence of Native American graves and sacred sites uh, in the wetlands. So, no, Agnes uh, will not be coming back. Her campaign slogan was, today the pond, tomorrow the pond. And she, <laughs> she has been faithful to that slogan. Um, do you have any knowledge of who the person was behind the frog? Well, those of us involved in CETA took a solemn vow to never reveal uh, the identity of Agnes. My personal belief is that Agnes really was a frog, but that's just, uh, that's my opinion. Okay. <laughs> okay, some speculate that um, Agnes could have been the founder of the Green Party, being that she is actually green. Um, so, uh, can, can you give any credence to this speculation? <laughs> well, uh, Agnes was primarily green, but she was also a rainbow of other colors. Um, uh, I can assure you she was not the founder of the Green Party. <laughs> that was another animal species, a much more dangerous one, I believe Homo sapien is the scientific <laughs> name. So she did not found the Green Party. Uh, but. Uh, as a little favor, as this extra bonus for this occasion of this live remote podcast, uh, since the Kansas State Historical Society has taken such great care of the costume, I have decided to give you my first ever public hint as to Agnes's identity. No way! So oh, this is a this is right a, a surprise revelation for you, and this will help you solve the mystery. Wow! From the wetlands, okay, we find out. If you can uh, um, take the Agnes costume, it, which you, you can see in this in the museum, if you can imagine adding the ears back on and changing the colors, it would look very much like a certain well-known cartoon lagomorph. So that's your hint. Oh. Yeah, I have to find out what a lagomorph is. A lagomorph is a member of the lagomorpha, so you can just check that on Wikipedia and you'll, oh, you will then, that will give you your first hint to unraveling the deep and eternal mystery of Agnes. All right. Excellent. Great. Well, I think we should note, too, with the Green Party, um, Agnes did, as you said, get 27, almost 28 percent of the vote in that mm -hmm. election. In the 1996 presidential election, Ralph Nader, who was actually from the Green Party, only, he got less than 1 percent of the vote. Well, Ralph Nader did not have Agnes to help him. Had, That's true. Had Agnes helped Ralph Nader, my, my prediction <laughs> is that his share of the vote would have been a lot higher. But uh, Ralph Nader's <laughs> other problem, of course, is he's not a frog. That's right, yeah. <laughs> All right, John. Well, thanks for answering some questions about Agnes the Frog, and thanks for uh, coming out here to the wetlands. Well, thank you. If you want to know the truth, uh, when the campaign got started, one of the first things we did was we checked the state law to see if an animal could hold office in Kansas, because it did occur to us that Agnes could win. <laughs> uh, it was a remote possibility, but we were trying to be prepared. Well. Kansas does, in fact, have a law that says you must be human to hold office. Not all states do. So we knew that, and we kept that really quiet. 
The main opposition to Agnes came from the other two city county commissioners who were Republicans. Nancy Hebert, realizing this was an internal attack on her, stayed quiet. And one of the things they said, of all things, was, well, Agnes can't uh, legally be the county commissioner because she lives in the wrong district. Because the wetlands is not her district, the district she's running from. So we got uh, Tim Miller, one of our group, to uh, publicly make a statement that he would keep an aquarium in his basement and Agnes could live in the aquarium because he lived in the district and she could be a legal resident of his house. That's it for episode 14, Agnes the Frog Costume. Come back in two weeks when I interview curator Laura Van Orsdale about a piece of weightlifting equipment that belonged to General George Armstrong Custer. Did Custer pump iron to stay fit? or to catch the attention of some tempting camp followers. If you'd like to provide some feedback on our podcast, you can access a survey on our website, kshs.org, from either the Cool Things page or the podcast page. Also, if you're interested in haunted teddy bears and crazy decomposing folk artists, check out our flashlight tours of our gallery on October 29th. For information on this Halloween event, head to our website. This podcast is a production of the Kansas State Historical Society. Hey, Michaela, we don't have enough bird noises in the background. Can uh-huh. you add some bird noises? Um, what, like, what kind of bird noises do you like, want? I don't know. <laughs> like, um, uh, I don't know. A tweet. John coughing. <laughs> tweet, tweet. There's something toxic out here. We're all coughing. <laughs> You know, <laughs> well, that's because we have Agnes's flesh in our collection. It's, it's, 